I think as models, we need to be able to make a decision or not make a decision, but a stand upon what we think is objectifying our bodies and actually showing our bodies in a proud way. Welcome back to the Model Memo. In this episode, I chat with model Isabella. We discuss everything of her journey into the modeling industry, self-image, the differences between the Asian and American modeling industries, comfort levels, as well as being your own advocate. So let's get the memo. I am so happy that you're on the show. I am just like obsessed with all of your pictures. And I saw the editorial you recently did for Doma Vis and I'm obsessed. Yes, I know, right? Uh, me and yeah. Lola uh, just did that shoot so randomly, but it turned out amazing. So I couldn't be more happy with it. It's so gorgeous. I love it. I love it. Shout out to Lola. <laughs> yes, for real. Yeah. So diving into your journey, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and really how you started modeling? Well, um, so I'm from Vietnam. I grew up there uh, and I was born and raised there. So I didn't move into the United States until 2018. Um, But when I was raised over there, I always knew that I loved the stage since I was a child, you know, I always knew I was passionate about performing, you know, and pretty much all aspects of life, whether it be academics or modeling or dancing, piano. I always wanted to do like cool and great things. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, modeling didn't come um, as a main thing until very recently in 2020. Um, my career really took off when I moved to America, but I guess I started modeling when I was around four years old. Uh, in Asia, in the Asian market. And I remember my first modeling job was for the cover of a magazine in Vietnam. Um, It was for a furniture company. I don't even remember, but I never really pursued it after that too much. Uh, Sure, I did a shoot here and there, but it really wasn't my passion at the time. It was always dancing. I I watched Dancing with the Stars religiously and fell in love with dancing and the glitter. And that's really what I truly maintained uh, professionally for years up until I got into a car accident that really halted my career. And um, it was a devastating time. And I remember feeling so incredibly low about things, but it was also COVID time. So the isolation itself was debilitating as well but that's when I got scouted by a modeling agency and things just started to take off after that wow yeah I mean I feel like you've had such um an interesting journey just like with what you've been through in your life and also just your life as a model as well um yeah I think that's very interesting I think everyone's journey into this industry it's you know everyone's story is different yeah Um, for sure it's so cool that you were able to really say yeah you know like (laughs) what you just said it's very cool it's very interesting yeah I think um everybody's journey is individualistic I think you know most people believe that the modeling industry is basically going to be the same process for everyone um but no definitely not definitely not (laughs) yeah it was a totally a 
completely different market too when I moved to um, America because, you know, the beauty standards over here are completely different than over in Asia. So I really had to like try to change a lot of things, I guess, adapt to industry standards over here compared to over there. And that was rough, but you know, we're here now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're here now. So during your career, how have you really seen yourself grow? You know, how have you seen yourself um, not only grow professionally, but also like personally? Well, um, I'd say as a model, I really struggled with uh, self-image just because from dancing professionally my entire life, it was always nitpicking at the smallest little things. And so I guess I really had that uh, habit of doing that into my modeling industry, into my modeling career. And um, through working in America, I really um, noticed that I was way too harsh on myself because I wasn't because I didn't look like everybody here. Um, I don't, uh, I'm not as, as uh, tall as, you know, all these other models. And it, to me, it was like, I would never ever be able to be successful in modeling. And so I think after realizing that I couldn't, I had to stop comparing myself to other people um, and putting myself on a pedestal that was virtually unreachable because nothing I would ever do would be enough to myself. Um, so there was a shift in my mentality and I think that's really contributed to how I approach modeling now and how empowering it can be for you if you do it right. Yes, yeah. I think with the industry as a whole, it is a very fast-paced industry and I always like to say that it is an industry that not only is fast paced, but it can become very overwhelming and you can kind of lose yourself to the point yes, where your self image sure. is like, who am I? <laughs> like you yeah. have an identity crisis and issues. So real. So real. And it's very, like, it's very common in this industry, very common. And I think it's really, I want to like applaud you for really speaking up on this too and admitting, hey, yeah, I had, you know, for you to literally come out and say, yeah, I had self-image issues. I mean, it's so important because I think a lot of models and not only models, but also aspiring models too, we need to hear this and they need to hear this because it's so true. Not everyone has a perfect run in any career, but especially in the modeling career, it's different for everyone. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I always struggled with this growing up too, and it wasn't. And it wasn't just because of modeling either. I mean, I've, I don't know, I guess it wasn't because I never received compliments or reassurance from other people. It certainly wasn't that. It was honestly quite the opposite, if I'm being honest. I think growing up, I always looked different no matter where I lived or went. Like in Vietnam, they every time I would walk on the streets, like the old local ladies would always think I'm foreign or mixed. And of course, upon moving to America, I went to high school in an incredibly small Christian school where I honestly was the diversity. So it's not like I ever blended in, you know, but it was just my own perception of myself was that I always had to keep improving and that there was something that made me not as good as a person in front of me. So yeah, I've just been really trying to unlearn this and 
become my own best friend and like uh -huh. yeah and once I started to relate myself to other people instead of comparing myself there was a shifting moment in how I felt towards who I am and I certainly started to treat myself how I would treat my friends so when I was feeling down about myself about my weight or my success I would imagine if my friend was telling me this how would I feel for them and how would I approach to help them and it really changed how I viewed things Yes, yes. I love what you have, what you've done is really taken your growths and your processes. And I feel like you've just kind of combined them all in a blender and you <laughs> yeah. use those to also help other people as well within their own journeys. So and I love that. Like, I love that. You know, I think it's so cool that you've done that. And it's really like innovative and inspiring um, to oh, do that. Yeah, no, you should be really um, proud of yourself for that. Because it's hard to not only pick ourselves up after like a bad time, but or a confusing time as far as self-image or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever obstacle we may go through. It's hard enough to pick ourselves up, but it's also even harder to pick other people up as well, if that makes sense. So I love that you're yes, able to do that. Totally. Um, I think when you're constantly being influenced and moved by what other people think about you there's certainly i noticed that means there's a deficiency in what you think about yourself and um having gone through all of these things and all these thoughts i always wanted i always wished that i could um tell my younger self this earlier you know to save her the trouble yeah. so i'm um, I guess that's probably one of my biggest goals in life is to be able to do that for somebody. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And I also want to mention too, I love how you're also an amazing example for being your own person and being your own individual and owning yourself as your own individual. Um, you know, especially, you know, within, within this industry, you know, as I'm primarily speaking, it's so easy, just like what I mentioned before, it's so easy to lose yourself and kind of get caught up in the moment. But you have just really formed yourself as an individual and you're proud of who you are. And I think everyone should be proud of who we are, you know, whether we're models or not models. I think we all deserve to be proud of something that we create and be proud yes. of our past, present, and future. And so you're just such an amazing example for that, Seriously. too. Seriously. No. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've been reading upon all of your new articles. I saw you just came out with a new one. Can't wait to catch up on that tonight. Oh, like, you're honestly, too nice. you're such an inspiration, <laughs> too. <laughs> You're too kind to me. I swear to God, you're so nice. Thank you. <laughs> of course. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. Yeah. So moving on to, I know we kind of touched on this um, as far as like self-esteem and confidence and all this stuff. Um, but where do you want to see your career really grow within modeling in the next, let's just say like five years? Within the next five years, um, honestly, I want to continue to do what I have been doing, but a bigger scale so just really scaling up and um reaching being able to become a model where not only can people like look and say oh wow she's really professional or I really want her to walk for my brand but also be able to kind of steer my own brand and create an image that I think would inspire other people exactly Exactly. And this also ties into 
you know, reinvent, reinventing yourself while also wanting to encourage other people to reinvent themselves too. The reinventing totally. process is so important. And I think many of us as women, or not just women, but as individuals, we're very afraid of the reinvention process. Um, but it's so important to just indulge in that and be proud of that too. Um, have you seen yourself, I, I guess, looking from your I mean in your career from like an outsider's perspective which is kind of a weird question but like I feel like we all do that yeah um I don't make any sense but I'm sure people understand what I'm saying um outside looking in have you noticed anything you know within your own reinvention process that you would want to like pass on to others and um just really any anything that you really noticed about yourself honestly that's a really good question because I, I feel like a lot of people who know me not know know me but you know just like regular people they know me as a model and I personally think it's such a small sector of who I am and what I do because and I think social media plays a huge role in that and of course I portray myself online as this model and I do shoots all the time and it's true I I'm shooting like every week I'm doing something runways whatever but um that is all that they see and although that is a huge part of who I am and what I do I think um business and as being a business professional um I'm currently studying investment finance and business law and I'm moving towards becoming a business professional and I always knew that that was something that I wanted to uh, incorporate into my everyday life and I'm working towards doing that and I guess modeling is just uh, a part of the journey that's empowering me towards being confident in who I am and um, really improving my perception on myself to be a better business professional. Definitely and we should always want to see ourselves grow and other people around us grow too you know I think just the thirst and the hunger for um, wanting to just evolve not only within like ourselves but also within our own crafts and our own journeys and our own yes. passions it's so cool to hear another woman you know be on this platform and speak like this and, and you know speak on your own terms and and you know say all these things it's very important and it's also very encouraging I think a lot of times too um, not just within the modeling industry but just in general we tend to get very down on ourselves like we're not yeah. doing enough we're not becoming enough we're not evolving enough we're not re- reinventing enough we're not you know we're, we're doing this wrong we're doing that wrong you know but I mean a lot of people instead of thinking of everything that we're doing wrong we should really think about what we're doing right I think that will make you know a lot of things different and our mindset's just a lot more productive and a lot more proactive for sure yes I agree and you know I think part of it is feeling like you're behind Mm -hmm. (laughs) this race that you have to catch up to yes it's so um it's excessively uh I guess tiring to be in such a fast-paced industry as well since trends are changing that uh beauty standards are evolving and you feel like everybody is so farther ahead than you are but I guess my grandfather always told me you know you've come farther than you think and you're closer to what you want than you know yeah yeah, I think too people. Um, I don't want to say like, I always say people, but I think in general it's just so important to also not beat yourself up. We are our worst critics. 
Yes, so true. And yeah, you know, we're like our biggest bullies. So yeah, just kind of keeping all of that in mind. And yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's completely true. And I guess why making yourself your best friend is so important because how would you would you start bullying your friend if they were feeling like um ugly and fat or something like that like I don't think you would personally I wouldn't but you know yeah definitely yeah for sure yeah I I think it's just you know wanting to be there for each other but like also being there for yourself of course but also wanting to be there for other people especially in the fashion industry you know a lot of times in the fashion industry we can feel very much apart and it Mm. feels so like kind of anti in a lot of ways yes Um, you know what I mean like (laughs) gatekeeping yes so much gatekeeping and people don't it's like a lot of people behind the scenes you know they're not as kind as they might be in front of your face if that yeah yeah that's um, so true you know i just that's human nature you know it is what it is but i think as far as um rooting for each other in the same industry that's so important it's the unity that we need and it's not only the unity but it's just wanting to see each other do well in this industry um you know again the modeling industry it's kind of a it's like a, an industry of mystique um it's not really a common industry it's actually kind of you know different you know Mm -hmm. Um, it's been kind of locked away not many people know about it and if you do know about it it's you know from an outsider's perspective you're not in the industry there's a lot of false um you know miscommunications yes misconceptions and you know people they don't really see the full circle um so as long as we can you know advocate for each other and advocate for ourselves um you know, I think it would just be a better experience, not just for people in the industry, but people outside the industry as well. There, there won't be so much of a mystery or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I guess the industry, when I first joined, um, so I guess American industry and Asia's industry, the reason why I really struggled with taking off in the American industry was because of how gatekept everything was. I mean, I guess there was gatekeeping in Asia too, but what happens is you are guided by somebody who already knows. They already know and they will get those jobs. They will book you. They will guide you to what you have to do. All you have to do is do it. And undifferent thing I guess I've experienced in the American industry is that you have to do everything yourself if you want to find that job you have to go and reach out you have to look for it and it's and even when you do you might not even get a response but it's a very certainly very humbling experience Definitely. And I actually wanted to ask you about the Asian um, versus the American market as far as fashion and the fashion industry, because those are, I mean, I've heard many, you know, different experiences among that. Um, But I mean, I guess as a whole, I know there's so many facets and so many directions we could go with this. Um, But what would you say is the biggest difference between the Asian fashion market versus the American fashion market? Okay, well, I might be saying something really controversial, but um, it's true though, because one one thing I really noticed is in Asia, 
um, they have a very specific standard as to what they want in a model, and they want it very uniform-like. It's almost like you're, you're soldiers, you know? When I used to go to modeling, like, classes and stuff in, in um, Vietnam, you go to that, you're lined up, and you're literally taught to look exactly the same as the person next to you. And um, I think... I don't think that's better, but I think it's different. And in America, you have a lot more freedom to change things up. Like you can have a different walk or you can, you can be different sizes and different heights and different looks and that's encouraged. And I think that is so much better, but I also think it is a kind of a ground for things that I don't think should be in the industry to grow. Like one thing I've noticed is the growth and how it's being silently accepted into our industry is the objectification of women and you know i think our bodies were so beautiful and it should be treated as such but and i i i hope you don't um think that i mean that we should be covering up more i i don't believe that at all i i think we should present ourselves how we feel the most beautiful but i what I, I really don't like to see is that there's a certain trend towards having to show more to be beautiful. And mm -hmm. there's a way to show skin and a way to not. And I truly believe us women, we have so much power. And I see a lot of girls, especially younger ones, coming into this industry thinking that they have to show a lot of skin to make it or they're not appealing to the masses. And um, you know, some, some instances for me personally, when I first integrated into this industry was, you know, a lot of people would ask me to do a shoot or they really wanted, um, to do like a project or something with me. And they really only wanted to shoot if I'm wearing nothing or mm. basically nothing, you know, and mm. I'm fine with showing skin. It's when they don't want to shoot me unless I'm showing skin that made me feel almost very objectified and degraded. that's interesting yeah. yeah yeah wow i i respect your opinion on this i respect you just being open and candid um i think you just coming out and speaking about this from your own perspective and from your own experiences um that's again very plausible i think too there is a lot of sexual objectification within this industry and this has been going on for years um as you know people we all have our own comfort levels we all have our own mm -hmm. comfortability on yes. how far we want to go or how you know not far we want to go um it all depends on comfort comfortability and that varies that varies um some people you know maybe won't would not feel comfortable wearing let's just say swimwear or doing a swimwear shoot yeah um or let's just say lingerie or something like that and maybe they might want to book just only commercial work where mm -hmm. that would be something that they would ever have to experience or you know be part of um so i was res i respect what you're saying a lot because um you know it really i, I guess brings a lot of different <laughs> conversations i mean there's again there's I'm, i said this before there's so many like ways we could talk about this <laughs> yes so many topics we could cover um but i really appreciate you for like showing your honesty and being honest um because again we need more of this in this industry of course. You know, not many people are honest right like not many people will yeah, speak up so and if they do it's in a very vague manner mm -hmm. yeah you can oh just like apply and like you'll 
get scouted or whatever yeah like you know yeah exactly yeah. And I love that you brought up too that um you know there is it is very different in America because you do have to find things all on your own sure you can be under an agency contract or you can have an agent or multiple agents working you know for you to get jobs but ultimately it is it is you Mm-hmm. Um, there are model classes that can be very beneficial for your career. There are a lot of, you know, um, you know, model cams that would be very good for mentorship and kind of teaching you the ropes and giving you more experience. But ultimately yeah. at the end of the day, it all boils down to you. Yeah. Um, and there is a, you know, it can get stressful at times because sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm my own advocate. And mm-hmm. also in this industry, there's not much representation or visibility um, mm-hmm. for voice in the mental health community either. So, you know, we're, we're in an industry where a lot of different people in this industry, their mental health does suffer. Um, and so there's when there's no voice for that or there's no platform for that, and if there is platforms for that, it's not, you know, an accessible platform for everyone to get their voice involved. It can be it can become very stressful, you know. Yeah, I completely agree, and I'm firsthand experiencer of all of this too. I feel like um, it's it was never really made apparent to me that this would be something that I would have to prepare for, you know. And coming from a pretty conservative uh, background, like as in like like religious, and you know, in Asian culture, we don't like to show much, so it was always looked down upon when I would uh want to pursue modeling or dancing even in dancing because my kind of dance it's I do international Latin ballroom dancing and if you know ballroom dancing it's very showy very very you know it's really out there yeah I feel like from a young age people would either you know look down upon that or like yell at my mom and be like hey like she's too young to be doing things like this or stuff like that until and I thought that was a lot until I came to America and completely was um kind of culture shock at the way that it's pretty normal to be completely naked on camera and I don't think that's horrible I just didn't think I was prepared for that yet right yeah yeah, I could see where that could kind of shock you and make you kind of feel like you're like living in a different world almost. Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah. is this place? Like, what is right. this? Yeah. 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 No, that makes a lot of sense. This also makes a lot of sense of how you, I mean, trailing back to what you said about your own self image and just the trials and errors that you've had with that as well. That makes a lot of sense. Um, because when you go from living in um, a country to living in a completely different country, it, that can get very confusing. Yeah, it definitely was. And it was a lot of self-doubt and feeling like I'm uninspired or unmotivated because why why do I, why does everybody seem like they're doing okay, you know? And that goes right back mm-hmm. to what you were talking about, how it's, you know, very quiet, hush-hush about things that people actually struggle with. So then... I felt so alone in having to deal with all this on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not the only person who does feel alone or has felt alone in this industry. There are so many people that I know that have 
literally told me the same thing that you just said about feeling alone and feeling like you don't belong or feeling you're not good enough for this industry or feeling like you're not cut out for so many models that I've spoken with and it's it all trails back to you know their own comfortability um but it's a very common thing unfortunately it's a very common thing and I think that's just because of lack of resources lack of platforms lack of advocacy yes. um as a model you do have to advocate for yourself it sounds crazy um, I mean mm-hmm. in life we have to advocate for ourselves right but especially in an industry like that um you really have to watch your back for sure you have to be very self-aware and um that can be draining very much so on our mental health and how we care carry ourselves um you know so I think just having good people around you too that has been um big but again when you're in a I mean when you're in a industry where community is present but community isn't open if that makes sense it can get very very um you know difficult have you within your own support systems within this industry um what was what has your experience been like with that you know have you found kind of a, a group or different models that you've been able to you know speak to about these things um you know have you found like a very transparent community um honestly it's not like a community that they would be like oh this is the community that you can go to but i've definitely found individual models that i totally relate to and they relate to me and we've just kind of just look out for each other and send each other jobs or something that we can all do together and I think that's the best part of modeling that honestly I get most of my jobs like that it's just from knowing people and people helping me out and thinking of me and I think that's the other part of modeling that we don't see is how supportive the community can be yes yes I was just about to say that um again I think it's it's like when you first get you know start in this industry or you first begin in this industry as a model it will be very difficult to find the right crowd there's so many people in one area but it does feel very lonely at times and you kind of have to pick and choose okay well who do I who do I click with the most you know um and that's not just like networking but that's also building friendships as well so I love that you've had a really good like take really good go with that I mean that's very that's very cool to hear because not everybody you know has that yes and I think one prime difference between modeling and a lot of other industries is I think every single person that you work with, no matter it be a backstage person or your makeup artist or you're a model or a designer, I think every single person that you meet can lead you to another job or be beneficial to your career in some way or other. Yes. And they end up being your friend as well, which is the best part of it because... I don't know, like, for example, like, Lola, like, she's, she's helped me through some rough times, for sure, and she's one, she's a designer, and I met her as a designer at New York Fashion Week, and um, I just love how our relationship has grown from that to where we are now. Yeah, it's very beautiful. I have had the same experience with Lola and working with Lola. Um, she truly is one of a kind, and it's a rarity yes. in this industry. It is such a rarity because you don't always see that in this industry. So, yes, mm-hmm. I, I love that you've had the same experience as me. You know, it's it's about, um, you know, just wanting to grow with other people, just like we were saying earlier, you know, like grow with other people, but also 
want to create a community around you that you can relate to and that you feel comfortable with. And um, also creating safe spaces. You know, Lola and I, we've talked a lot about, you know, safe spaces. Um, And it's so important, you know, you have to be able to feel present, but also feel present in, in a safe space. And safe spaces are not always present in this industry. Um, as far as, you know, the modeling or the fashion industry, you know, safe spaces don't really exist. So when we can grow together as one and unify as one to create those safe spaces, um, again, it just makes the experience a lot whole, you know, a lot more easier, but as a whole, a lot more better and um, more safer, you know. So yeah, no, I love all the points that we brought up. This is very important. Um, and I also like how you spoke about um, your time, you know, as a model in Asia and also your time as a model in America, because this is very important. You know, this is very um, important, you know, because not every modeling industry is going to be the same in each country. Yes, exactly. So this is also very important to shed light on. Yeah, it's uh, definitely something that we I had to figure out on my own because there wasn't really anybody who had the same experience as me. Um, even so far, like almost everybody I met, it seems like uh, they already knew somebody. They already got their own crew. You know, you kind of just like fending it for yourself until you really find those people who are hidden in the corner and who are just as confused as you are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Just wanting to relate to one another and, yeah, that's the, that's, I think that's the beauty of not just, like, this industry, but human life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's part of the human experience. Definitely. Definitely. So we are going to move on to rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Ooh. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. If there is one thing that you could change about the modeling industry, what would it be and why? Um... I already said this, but I stand by it because it's definitely the way we show skin. Um, There's a tasteful way to show skin and there's not a tasteful way to show skin. Um, We, I think as models, we need to be able to make a decision or not make a decision, but a stand upon what we think is objectifying our bodies and actually showing our bodies in a proud way and working with designers who really embrace and um, accentuate how we look and not trying to distort or um, try to make it seem like you know we're just a body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this platform too is because um how, I mean, of course, we'll see a campaign or an editorial or a model walking on a runway, but how often do we think, oh, what's that model thinking or what's that person thinking? Right. We don't think about that. It's very much all exterior. And, yeah, like a know, product almost. Absolutely. And, you know, we are commercialized as humans in this industry. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, that was the number, you know, it sounds crazy to say that, but it's true, you know, so creating... um platforms like this it's very important you know just to get everyone's voices out there and actually be like wow you know like models can talk <laughs> models do have a voice yeah, like models crazy. do you know um also too i think the model industry has been very glamorized for decades and decades and decades mm-hmm. and there's a lot of times where people will just think oh they wake up so beautiful and they don't have a worry in, in their mind and they think everything's uh-huh. great and that's yeah. not true you know that's not true i think many people 
would be shocked to learn um, that models suffer from mental health. People in the modeling industry suffer from mental health, but not only mental mental health, but also self identity problems, yeah. um, self worth issues, um, self care. You know, and overall just right. their well being. Um, you know, they people do suffer I don't want to say really suffer but they do deal with that and they do cope with that on a daily basis and that's something that needs to again be more amplified yeah and I think especially in the modeling industry that that is such a highlighted struggle for all of us models because when your career is literally about how you look and not about what's inside you know exactly (laughs) so it's like you're really only supposed to care about what's outside and so then that makes the our audience not care about what's inside exactly exactly yeah and again this is another topic we could speak for hours on because it's just such yeah. a multi-faceted <laughs> multi-dimensional topic yeah, but it's so true yes but yes i i totally agree with you you know it is it is about the inside you know sure we can you know create a living off the exterior right um but that doesn't mean that we should neglect our interior either so completely yes what is one quote that you live by? Um, be okay with people not knowing your side of the story. Because I feel like my entire life, I've always had this urge or this desire to always have to prove myself or explain to people why... I did this or why I am doing this or something like that. But at the end of the day, I don't think that everybody should be entitled to that information. You should know who you are. Um, And as long as the people closest to you and the people most important to you know that, it doesn't matter if what Sally down the street thinks, you know, I feel like um, we as models especially we always have this um this this like this inner um call to 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 tell people why or tell people oh um this is why I model like I'm not doing this campaign just because I think I'm so cool and so hot you know but mm-hmm. I I it got so tiring so I'm really just about protecting my peace now <laughs> sounds so cliche but so true it's so true though like we need that we need to protect our peace and we need to normalize protecting our peace Mm -hmm. um as humans you know especially in this industry too you know it's so 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 important protect your peace and keep your circle small yeah exactly and back in when back when I didn't have a small circle honestly it was really tiring and draining because it always felt like I was trying to satisfy or explain to other people um, or I cared so much about what they thought. So, you know, I just really had to tell them and get reassurance from them or else I would just be this horrible person, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I think also too, to really wrap up this episode too, I think it's not, you should never feel ashamed to ask for help or ask for, you know, advice on something either. Um, I think one of the biggest um, piece of advice I could give as, as a model too is, and, and I'm sure you can agree with me, is never be afraid to ask questions. We're all learning. 
And mm-hmm. when we ask questions, especially in this industry, we grow. And that's what makes us grow within our careers. I think we're very scared. Or some of us are very scared in this industry to ask questions, but we should feel comfortable asking questions in our own career. Yes, yes we are kind of in an intimidating career. And again, there's so many people and it can become very heavily competitive because um, that's just the nature of it. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't neglect our questions. Yes, exactly. And I think that could go for almost all industries, you know, like Absolutely. modeling is so competitive, but so is so is finance and mechanics. Absolutely. And yeah. Everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely for sure. Well, thank you so much, Bella, for joining the Model Memo. This has been such an incredible chat, and we just really covered everything. I feel. Wow, yes, we did. It was such an honor <laughs> to talk to you and be on this podcast. I think it's so important for models to really help figure out an outlet where they can really gather some insider inspo or tips and tricks. So I, it's so it's such a great thing that you have going on. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you just being supportive. Um, you know, I just think that's so cool. And I'm also very, I mean, as you know, I'm very supportive of you as well. <laughs> as I appreciate you know. that. Thank you. Absolutely. And where can people find you on social media? So they can find me on my Instagram at um, Isabella Degenhart. And that's D E G E N H A R D T. Perfect. And I will link that all below so people can find you and your fabulous work. And also check out the editorial you did with Lola. I think that's so cool. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. It was great speaking to you.